Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. All right, all right. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. My name is Mike Mullins. I am currently broadcasting by the thunderstruck, lightning bolt ravaged GDP Radio Megaplex right here in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, the elevator's out because the power's gone, but I'm going to climb each individual stair myself all the way to the top floor, and then I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to grab each rung of that ladder and climb all the way to the top of the tallest part of the tallest tower on top of the tallest building in all of Raleigh. And then I'm going to cast my gaze to the great white north. And on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario resides a single cabin for a humble Yet incredible Crystal Stewart resides, and I see her beam flash into space, and I know it's time for DDP Radio Live. So, ladies and gentlemen, my host, my co-host, the one and only Crystal Stewart, how are you? I'm good. Um, before we start into all this, did you take my umbrella? <laughs> I didn't take it on my on my deck last night, so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are we are back. Another brand new episode of DDP Radio. Um, I got to tell you, I got to be honest. I've been clamoring for the episode all day today, mostly because my wife is up visiting family up north in New England, where we're originally from, and it's been me and the cats. And I've had to talk to you for the past two days with both of my cats, which is lame enough, <laughs> but they're starting to talk back. So now it's starting to creep me out a little bit. It's a little too much in time, in time indoors and bored. So. Uh, I'm dealing with it the best I can, but we got Garrett is coming up to visit tomorrow. He's going to stay here for a few days before heading up to California to go visit his family. Uh, so uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a little boys weekend and uh, probably call Josh McAdoo and some prank phone calls or whatever. So it should be a good time. But uh, <laughs> right now I'm super excited because we got an awesome show. We got another awesome DDP radio live. So many people heading out to the DDP live retreat, which is awesome. But if you're not there, you should be here because we're going to have a cool show. So, Crystal, I know I look yeah. to you every week, and I know I put a huge burden on you. I say you got to go out to the community. you got to find somebody who's just crushing it. you got to bring someone inspiring. you got to bring somebody top-notch, somebody with an incredible story. And it's a big burden I put on you, but every week you seem to deliver. But I know I'm asking a lot, but you got something good for me this week. I do have somebody good this week. I 
really have to be honest, I didn't really have to look too far to find Matt because I knew of Matt myself. And through all of my reading, I mean, he's come across a few times. Um, and I'm just so, so lucky that he came on. So, I mean, lucky for me, I'm, I've got a wicked lucky streak. Um, so tonight's Warrior of the Week is my friend Matt um, Schmidt, and he has such a great story. Oh, my goodness. So from weight loss to injury to mindset to, you know, perseverance, I mean, Matt has it all, and I can't wait to dive in and talk to him about everything. So yeah, please welcome my friend, Matt Schmidt, to the show. Hey, thank you, guys. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you, man? Hey. Good. I'm doing great. Uh, How are you guys? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. We're really excited to talk to you. We're really excited to uh, have you on tonight. We appreciate you taking the hour to, to hang with us. And uh, as we do with all of our DDPY uh, success stories, our Warriors of the Week, every warrior, every Superman has to have an origin story. So, uh, Matt, you know, what made you first take the dive into DDP? Why? Tell us your story. How did you get here? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, being growing up uh, as a kid, I was always pretty athletic. You know, I was um, – I was heavy into basketball, heavy into football, and I was a pretty fit guy, but I was I was still a lineman. Um, you know, when I played, it was like I was 6'5", about 265. Um, and I, I played, I was always in the weight room, you know, that kind of stuff. But as the athletic competitions and stuff started uh, to phase out, you know, my eating habits kind of stayed in that same realm with, like, eating pizza all the time when I went to college. And it wasn't very long when I, you know, was over over 300. And, you know, after being 21, I was, you know, plus 350 and have been since then. And um, so, you know, I kind of stayed around that 350, 360 mark uh, for most of them of my 20s, and then I got married, and my first marriage kind of fell apart. Um, we went through eight miscarriages um, with with my first wife, and in that time, we, we just grew apart, and the only thing I could turn to was food. Um, she was going through a bunch of stuff with um, um, abusing medications and different things like that, so um, we ended up having a daughter, uh, right at the tail end of our marriage, and um, when she was two, we went through a really messy divorce, uh, and I ended up moving three hours away uh, in that process to get away from it. But it kind of eliminated me from my my daughter, and we have a great relationship. We, you know, she's still my um, top fan, and and all that, but uh, it was a strain on me because, you know, I'm three three hours away from my daughter that, you know, I love, adore, and, and everything. So, uh, but um, everything, you know, kind of just faded. I went to Lexington to be with my current wife. Uh, we actually met in high school, and um, so we, we ended up getting married. I've known her for 25 years at, at this point. 
And um, so we, we ended up getting married. And um, so I kind of bounced around. I'm an IT um, guy by trade, so I kind of bounced around to job to job trying to find my niche. And then out of the blue, um, one of my friends asked me to become uh, a correction officer. And so I kind of thought about it, and at that point, it was like 2009, 2010-ish, and they, um, the economy was just kind of going in a toilet, and the IT field wasn't really paying the bills. And so I made the leap, and I actually became a, a correction officer in 2010 for the city of Lexington, and um, I was over the federal uh, portion of the jail that held the max uh, 25 to life inmates. So I had about 120 in a month. And from that next five years, I developed a acute, very strong case of PTSD. Um, and a lot of the stuff that um, I have still not even told my wife that has went on there that I've seen, you know, I've had to cut people down that hung themselves um, I've um, watched people jump off a second tier and bounce off a steel table, and uh, it laid, you know, you could actually, you were scooping up their head into into them, and, you know, they died in my arms. Um, and nobody should have to go through that kind of trauma. And uh, so from that, I started eating. Um, and the hours were rough. It was second, third shift for five years. Um, so in that process, I turned to food, and it was my comfort. It was what made me feel good, and and I ballooned up. And so uh, in 2016, um, or 17, sorry, I had uh, my wife and I had our baby boy, um, and uh, so I decided that the PTSD was getting too bad, and I didn't like who I was becoming uh, in that. So I uh, went back to the IT field and um, have been doing that um, pretty pretty much since. Um, I did a little bit of a crossover being a Brinks driver, but uh, that was a very long stint. But in in that process, I just ballooned up. My mobility got worse and worse, and the, as the weight came on, I had bad knees anyway, and uh, the pressure that it put on my knees was getting very severe. And then in the process of um, going back to IT, I was in a really bad wreck. Um, actually, T-boned a fire truck, believe it or not, uh, and broke shattered my knuckle and um, my wrist in my right hand um, and um, I had two bulging discs from it uh, in the bottom of my spine that basically connects your spine to your pelvis and basically it was giving me uh, chronic sciatic nerve pinches and so at, I went about three months with this a double sciatic pinch in both hips and on both sides of my vertebrae. And um, so I worked with a chiropractor here locally uh, for for weeks and weeks and weeks, three times a week going, and finally got it to where I was able to get them un, unpinched and going through 
um, deep tissue massages and stuff to try to get them worked free. Um, but the damage has already been done. I, I was overweight um, and just kind of quit caring about my weight. Honestly, I you know I kind of focused on living for food and and planning for the next meal or the next snack and and just doing my own thing. But so I got to December of this last year actually, and through COVID was pretty rough as it was for everybody. And I work for a company called Cornerstone Building Brands, and we make panels, the outside decorative panels for, like, the big um, stadiums, like um, for basketball arenas, football arenas, that kind of thing. And uh, they, so I went home that, uh, I think it was like this, it was the day after Christmas, so it was the 26th. I got on our scale, and it was rated for 450 pounds, and it said over limit. And so I was like, I don't know if that's right. And I was like, but so I actually had to Google the the uh, scale and find out what the max was and found out it was 450. So luckily, right outside my door into the main uh, area is the shipping department, and they had a big shipping scale. And so I got on it, and it was 465 pounds. Um, so I right there almost started crying. I actually hightailed it back to my my desk and shut my office door, and I just kind of sat there, and I'm like, okay, now what do we do? So the first thing I did is I ordered a scale um, that was high enough where I could track it because I had already made up my mind that I was going to do something about it. And so I ordered a scale first, and then I started looking at no, low-impact uh, workouts. And then I came up with a DDP popped up. And I was a huge fan with, of DDP because um, when I was in fourth grade in, in the um, early 80s, I was diagnosed with ADD, ADHD and dyslexia. And it was back in the 80s, it was dyslexia before it was cool. Uh, and, you know, that kind of contributed to a lot of my self-esteem issues, my mental issues because of the bullying that I got from kids. And uh, I had a string of teachers that um, also made fun of me and made sure that the classes knew that I was um, dyslexic and ADHD. So they kind of treated it as a a disease. Um, and, and until this process, I haven't been able to really come to terms with that mentally. Uh, but anyway, to get back, uh, so I, I actually looked at, uh, DDPY and so I did a seven day free trial of the app. And so I ordered, uh, I first ordered the DVDs and I'm like, well, I'll just give the DVDs uh, a shot. And, um, so then I decided after um, after January 1st, I kind of looked at the DVDs, but I didn't really do anything until July or January 11th. I made the decision on January 10th that I was going to do this. And I didn't know of the Unstoppable Challenge yet until uh, like the day of January 10th. I was kind of just going through. Um, I found... Um, the uh, Facebook page and then 
people started talking about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot for like three weeks. I'm going to go ahead and buy the app, and I'm going to do this for for three weeks. And if I don't feel better, if I don't lose weight, I'm going to – I'll find something else. So did it. uh, Started January 11th that Monday. Uh, I started in the chair, doing Chair Warrior 1, and I just kind of started doing it. And, you know, I was recording – stuff as they were requesting us to do, but um, I just want to get, wanted to get my my life back. I wanted to get my mobility back and to be able to feel better uh, about myself. So uh, in that process, you know, I started doing the chair workouts, got through the first week and I lost 25 pounds. And that was just doing the wow. stage one, um, stage one diet, um, just cutting out the soda and the, the sugars, the gluten and the dairy. And How long in was that it process, been, I, I did the first time? week. I lost twenty five. Wow, that's crazy, man! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was sold. I was so like, I okay, if. By by sitting down, if I can lose 25 pounds just by doing the diet and the little bit of of the chair workouts that that I could do, because I was still on the to modify because I was in such bad shape with my back and mobility. So, you know, a couple weeks here and there, and then I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel better. So I was like, I'll make the jump. So I went to stand strong, and so uh-huh. that's when I started really figuring out that, okay, this is going to totally whip my butt. And um, I told my wife, I said, it's funny. I've been through two a days. I've been through three a days. I've been through some of the worst workouts that coaches could think of and the hell they could put you through on the football field, suicides on the basketball court. And to this day, DDP was my butt harder than anything I've ever done. <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing. It, it, it is. It is crazy. Uh, yeah. Quick, I just want to cut here because because you you mentioned something. I don't want to move past it. You know, you were at, you said you were at four sixty something, and you lost that weight that first week sitting in bed. When I was at my biggest, and I talk to people all the time who who are dealing with this, when you get up to that weight you almost think like exercise is impossible because my body mechanics just don't work to exercise. Even exercise equipment isn't built for me. You step on this treadmill and 400 something pounds, trust me, I know you bottom it out. So I try to tell people you can, the the fact that you're so big actually works in your advantage in those situations because you can take off weight by doing something in bed and the weight that you initially lose is really just a compulsion. That'll just propel you into motivation because you see you lost 25 pounds and all of a sudden your body's lighter and that motivates you to keep going. When you're that big, and this is coming from me who's been there, it almost just seems like, you know, the lost cause, mission impossible because I just can't do things. But the initial weight loss you lose from something like that, when you're bigger, you lose a good amount um, which is a real factor in keep going. It's a real uh, motivation boost, and you start to feel better. And that, that really is the the you know thing to blast you off into success when you're when you're heavy is that initial first push, which is the most important push of all. Absolutely, and you, being that weight and using that to your advantage for like you know eventually going to the, like the three second push ups. 
you know, three second push up when you're 400 plus pounds is nothing short of of difficult um, to push that up. Uh, you know, and then you start doing fat burn when he's asking for two, you're like, holy crap. And then, you know, <laughs> now being in intermediate. So, um, but my first SmackDown goal was to lose 66 pounds. And I thought, you know, as being this, I was being conservative and thinking, you know, with my mobility, my fitness level at the time, I thought 66 pounds in six months was, it was a doable thing, but I thought, you know, I would be tightly fit to that, you know, to that goal. Like I'd be pushing to get to it. And, so I started a YouTube channel to start tracking it. And um, so I recorded every week as kind of like a documentary or, or a, a video log of my week and what struggles I had mentally, physically. And I found out that this is a whole lot more mental than it is physical. Um, yep, absolutely. And it forces you to to come to terms with your demons, the things that – your mind has told you that are the reasons why you're fat, the reasons why you're out of shape. Like for me was I always felt second best being dyslexic in a family. Uh, my sister was not um, challenged like that. And so I, I blamed everything on everybody else except for myself. You know, everything was for because of somebody else or because of this situation happened or that situation happened. And um, it it didn't really come – it took a while to get – that first month was pure mental, um, breaking through those barriers of, you know, changing your diet, um, getting in a streak of doing it every day. And that's from the beginning. I've set forth that I'm going to move every single day. I don't care how bad I hurt. Um, I was going to do at least a bed flex or two. Uh, but try to commit to, you know, at least 20 minutes a day. And um, so I'm at, I think I was at 175 days straight today. Um, but I crushed wow. that 66 pounds in the first 12 weeks. Way to go. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, so I actually talked to Pat. I talked to Pat McDermott, and I was like, okay, now what? Because at this point I was still new. You know, I had just moved out. Um, I was still in staying strong when I when I got through the 66 pounds. And he's like, do another one. So I said, well, I was like, well, let's go for 100 then. And so I went for 100. And then um, so I went through, finished staying strong, went into the beginner, started doing energy and fat burner, and then hit Synergy 40 and thought I was going to die the first time and the one-on-one with True. Hayden, I thought I was going to die. And, uh, so, but, but within, within the first month, my back pain was gone. I've, I was wow. seeing that my knee, my, uh, and actually, um, here in a minute, I'll tell you, uh, I had an update from the chiropractor, but my knees were getting better because of the lunges and the assistant with the chair. I was getting the weight off. So my, the pressure off my knees was better. So I was getting better, and more flexible. And then I found in the beginner program, I started doing stand up with big G and that was my recovery day. I would do a hard workout Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I would do stand up with big G on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
And that was the workout I did. And I didn't really focus on so much getting my heart rate up is to making sure that I was engaging, working on my form, working on the stretch, and letting that kind of mend my muscles um, and letting the balance part of it really take hold. And I, my mobility and my flexibility and my balance really took off. And um, it, so anyway, I set the second SmackDown goal for 100. And then 16 weeks in, I hit the 100-pound mark. Well, I'm sorry, 20, uh, 18 weeks in, I hit the 100-pound the mark. Um, yeah. And so I went back to Pat. I was like, okay, now what? I've got basically a month left, and I crushed both of these goals. And the other one was to be a better father, which, you know, I'd already um, been able to go out and play and, you know, uh, all that stuff. So, you know, with being doing stand-up with Big G so much, um, my next goal was to be able to do some of the other harder moves like Frankenstein and uh, do a standing roundhouse and without having to hold on to a chair or or the wall or, you know, that kind of stuff, or can openers and uh, the twisted lunge. So I started working on it and really started to apply that, SmackDown um, goal set into doing that. And um, so as my challenge ended um, Jan- or, I'm sorry, July 11th, and then July 10th, I hit 340 pounds, which is 125 pounds lost. And wow. that was my final SmackDown goal for the challenge was to get 340 or below. And to be able to do a standing roundhouse, which I was able to do on camera and actually held it um, for the first time in, uh, since doing the program. But the strength uh, mentally, physically, I actually started watching uh, when we did our Y videos that Pat and Nadia asked us to do back in February. Not too long after that, I, I actually saw a uh, YouTube video and I actually sent this to Pat tonight um, but there's a part of it that talks about Buster Douglas when he was fighting Mike Tyson and the yep. fact that in the first round he got he got basically clinically knocked out but with two seconds to go, he actually got up and he got saved by the bell and everybody thought it, the, the uh, fight was over and the second round he was just going to knock him out well history says that that he comes out and knocks Mike Tyson out in the second round. And they asked him, what was the reason why you did that? And he said, well, my, my mother said that I would knock Mike Tyson out. Um, and she died two days prior to this. And the video actually says that your why has to be bigger than life's knockout. And that's what I applied to my why since that day of hearing it just kind of clicked that my why, which was my family and my mobility and the way I feel had to be bigger than the snack that I wanted or, you know, that bad food that I was putting in my body. And so I started watching it and I watch it every single day along with another YouTube motivational that I actually shared in the group this past week. 
And that gives me the mother. I watch it every morning before I, I wake up at 4 a.m. every morning, and I have since January 11th. Uh, I watch that first thing. Uh, I take my my uh, vitamins, and I drink um, a glass of water, and I watch those two videos before I do anything. And I put my heart rate monitor on. I put the mat on the floor, and I'm on the mat by 4:45 at the latest. So that gives me wow. plenty of, you know, an hour, hour and a half before I even have to uh, worry about my son getting up. And then I take a shower, and the time I'm getting out of the shower, he's, his stuff's going off, and I get him ready for camp or school or whatever. So I've done that same routine uh, other than Saturdays and Sundays. I, you know, get up a little later those days. But my work schedule, that's how I start every day. And I noticed that when I do that, I'm more empowered for the day. Because, And the reason why I do that is if I wait all day, especially in the beginning, if I wait till the end of the day, I've already had eight to ten hours to talk myself out of doing it. Yep. And I know yep. I know myself. I know how I am. And I know that if, if I don't give myself the chance to talk myself out of it, I'm going to do it. And now it's just a routine. It's a healthy routine. And um, so I worked, um, I actually started doing the keto diet and intermittent fasting and uh, worked myself up. So now I'm at a 48-hour fast. Uh, so I, I um, only eat one meal every 48 hours. And when I do, it's it's all organic uh, greens, um, lean meats. Uh, but I, I still watch my make sure that it's no gluten, um, no dairy. Um, found out very the hard way how uh, effective dairy is for you, and uh, just started applying that to my life, and I've I've skyrocketed. So it's uh, it's fun now to see people because I work in a big factory that don't see me on a daily basis or a weekly, sometimes even monthly, and. I was walking through the plant just last week, and I saw a guy that I place haven't seen in probably 90 days or better, and he stopped and said, holy crap, I didn't even recognize you. How much weight have you lost? And I told him. <laughs> and he's like, well, how are you doing it? And I and he's an overweight guy. And um, I said, I'm doing DDP yoga. And he's like, what's that? So I pulled out my phone and I had the app on, and I started walking him through it. And so I started giving uh, him uh, the different things uh, that have made me successful in the tools. And, you know, it all goes back to that day that I decided in December to do this. And it was actually Justin Dobbins' transformation video that I saw first. And, you know, actually I saw Arthur's first, and I was like, that's inspiring. But he wasn't 465 pounds. And I'm like, I, you know, he was on canes and his mobility was bad. And I was like, well, it might help me with that. But, you know, he wasn't the weight that I was telling me, you know, in my head that I was. And then I saw Justin and I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. And then I saw Vance mm -hmm. and then I was like, okay. I'm sold, and that's what actually led me to purchase the app and, and do it was those two stories. And I can't, I can't tell people enough is to get on YouTube and watch those videos. 
those transformation videos, I watched them probably at least once a week. And then watched Resurrection. I've probably seen it four times. Jake, Resurrection yep. with Jake the Snake. Probably watched it four or five you, times. I watched it with my dad uh, the last time we went in. So it it's uh, to see him. So it's it's been, uh, you have to inject that motivation to keep going. Wow. Yeah. It's so incredible, and I get a, you, you touched on something right there. I don't want to just move past that, so I want to, uh, to say it now before I forget. But one of the most uh, regular phrases we hear on this show, Crystal, I'm sure you're going to tell us to this from our guests, our success stories, is if he can do it, so can I. And yeah. when yeah. I first started DDPY, there was very few people here. There was probably like four people active, like in the community and there's people who did it, but just didn't, you know, connect. And as things grew and got huge and, you know, we got to be bigger and bigger and bigger as a company. Um, you know, sometimes the small, the smallness, uh, the charm of being so small is nice. You see a ton of influx of new people. But one thing I realized is how important in those new people is, you know, when my story, I thought I was the only one dealing with what I was dealing with. And I couldn't relate to anybody. And everyone who I saw trying to help me wasn't like me. And that made me feel like you're talking down to me. You don't really understand what I'm going through. But as this community got so big, there's literally somebody you can relate to with everything. There's somebody who has pieces of your story in their story. And there's nothing more building uh, of hope and confidence than seeing somebody who you relate to physically and, and, and health-wise succeeding. And you were where I was. He was where you were. And all of this, you know, that connection to the DTY universe, I think, is what's kept this continuous and the growth. And, you know, we talk to people every day who are inspired by somebody who we've had on the show before. And then tomorrow right. we'll talk to somebody who was inspired by you. And it's a cycle of people inspiring people and people recognizing themselves in people very relatable and there's a lot of people dealing with stuff that uh, is tough to talk about with family and friends and stuff but just to know somebody out there has kind of been through it and is succeeding and flourishing is pretty inspiring yeah absolutely and the and the kind of piggyback on that is the the Facebook communities the DDP uh, yoga and the unstoppable challenge groups are it's so nice to have a a safety zone to go to to vent. Um, I've made so many friends that I haven't even met in person that I talk to, you know, daily on Messenger. Um, Aaron Graytrix being one of them. She um, she's been great. We've really connected um, and and become really good friends. And like when I'm having bad days, I can I know I can go to to people like that to to really um, to work things through. Like if I'm having a bad mental day because it still happens or I'm having, you know, a bad um, result or I'm swollen, I've had really bad gout attacks uh, from losing the weight. But uh, the biggest part was being able to go somewhere that other people were going through the same thing. And then in February, I actually slipped in a ice storm and broke my tailbone in three spots. Um, oh. and, and I was in the middle of doing staying strong. And here I'm, you know, I'm just getting started. I'm getting traction. I'm getting all this going 
for me and then slip him and I rolled three three concrete steps down and um I couldn't sit, I couldn't I was in nope. so much pain. So I went to a chiro- went to my chiropractor, he said, Okay, you're you're broken but there's not anything we can do about it. He's like, You can either stop but if it's not too painful keep going. So I fought yeah. through the pain. Uh, I'm not saying that it didn't hurt. It it did. And it was up till, you know, probably three, four weeks ago, I couldn't do the end stretches where, like, the uh, bridge and and um, cannonball was really painful. The end stretching where you do crisscross applesauce to the floor, I couldn't do it. I had to spread my legs because it put too much pressure on it. And the frustration, I couldn't go, I couldn't do red hot core or anything like that because it just put too much pressure on my tailbone. And um, until here recently, uh, that was one of my last goals that I had was able to do red hot core once. And I was lucky enough that in this time, uh, the chiropractor went ahead and released me and said, you know, go ahead and, and you can do it. You're healed up. And. I mean, it's still sore, but I'm I'm able to not go completely manage it. I can put weight on it now. So, um, you know, life's going to smack you no matter what you do. When you start applying yourself, it's going to throw that curveball, and it's how you you adapt to it and attack it is is how is key. And um, so that's been the biggest thing I've learned is no matter what obstacle gets put in your way you have the tools to to uh succeed and push them over and um, dealing with that dealing with the gout attacks uh from losing um losing the weight so quickly um has been a lot of pain but it it's it's been worth it to be to be honest it's been worth it it's taught me the lessons that i needed to learn to change my mindset and to uh, grow as as a father, as a husband, uh, as a person, and um, it actually has helped me be able to relate to people that that are in pain and say, you know, look at where I was, and and now I have video proof of all this workout material. You know, I was looking at it the other day when I was talking to Pat and you know I have like 25 gigs of pictures and video of just from the chair workouts through the end of the challenge and I'm able to use that stuff to show people hey look this is where I started this is where I'm at now and and so I say you know with all the stuff that I've been through if I can do it and keep on track anybody can and that's the biggest thing that that I, you know, have tried to convey to people that have shown interest. And um, so I've, you know, I actually gave my dad's going through a, a battle with cancer right now, and um, I actually did, you know, I did um, some. I went to see him in the hospital, and we actually did chair workouts in his hospital little room just to kind of get him up and and move in and stuff as much as he could but you know I gave him my DVDs that I bought um, that I first started I gave those to him and my family so that they could start uh, 
using it. And um, so he's still battling, but um, he's um, he's doing what he can. And um, so it's it's not had its shortcomings mentally or physically. I could say that, but it's definitely I I think DDP for for doing this pro- or getting this program and giving us the keys to the kingdom uh, to take our life back because that's basically what he did. I mean, we're putting in the work, but we are using the tools that he's given us to to take our lives back. And it, it's just I can't wait to see where I end up um, and actually get to meet the, the final result and where where I end up. So, so Matt, well, I'm well, sitting you, here and I'm listening. Sorry. Um, I'm sitting here listening to this, and one of the questions that came up in my mind was, what would new Matt say to old Matt? Why did you wait so long? Um, would would be the first thing is, you know, knowing that basically in the matter of about a month and a half, two months, you can not only lose, you know, 60 plus pounds, but have your mobility back to where you could go play. Because my son just turned seven in April. And I I felt like, you know, when I first started this, I felt like I cheated him his first six months or six years. I could play with him on the floor and stuff, but, you know, I couldn't go to – we have a uh, place at Jungle Gym at at a school right behind our house. And it literally is like maybe 100 yards to walk around the fence to there. And I couldn't make it without having to sit down. My mobility was just that bad. My my knees were on fire, and my back hurt so bad I I couldn't walk more than twenty minutes without having to sit down. So like I couldn't get out there and play tag and push him push him on a swing set or that kind of stuff. I just couldn't do it. And to be able to do that now, it's like why did why did I wait so long? Why didn't I do something sooner? You know. And, I'm going to be 44 in, uh, like, next week on the 27th. And, um, you know, but I feel like I'm in the 20s now. So I feel better now than I have. Um, And right now I'm at a lower weight than I was when I was 21. So, you know, it's just – it's been a lot to process. But, um, you know, don't – I just ask people just take that first step. Don't wait till tomorrow because it's not promised to nobody. And um, you, you really, um, we, earlier on in this conversation, uh, you talked about the stuff you went through. And first of all, it was kind of uh, eye-opening for me because I never think of that. You think of the corrections officers, and you know they have a hard time, but I don't think about, like, all the horrible things you've probably seen and how much that affects somebody. Um, thanks for opening my eyes to that because it's something that you just don't think about. But I right. have been through situations where, where life has been really, you know, difficult. And I, you sound I, – I, I see a lot of myself in you, in your story, because I, I recognize a lot of it. And you get to this point where, you know, life is piling on. And, and food, it makes you happy. So you think, I just want to be happy. I just want to live. I just – I don't want to have to just sacrifice because losing weight, eating healthy is hard for, for me. 
And so when my buddy's dad passed away, he always had this quote. It was, I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. And uh, he died prematurely, and I kind of took that uh, mantra on myself for a little while. I'm here for a good time. I want to enjoy the things while I'm here, not for a long time. But what I didn't anticipate was me here for a good time and enjoying everything I want food-wise and eating myself into a coma. While I was able to eat whatever I want and have freedom to whatever I wanted to eat, I stopped I started to realize all of the things that that mantra was depriving me and taking from me in my life, mobility, health, food. So in order for your freedom, you know, you want to eat whatever you want, the freedom, you don't realize that it's actually just making you a prisoner more than ever. And I think a lot of times myself personally, I didn't realize that until I was in way over my head weight-wise. And uh, at that point, it just – you just become furniture. You just, you, you're a burden. You're never comfortable. So when you say that I wish I'd done things sooner, I think we all in our transformations wish we'd done things sooner. But I think it's such incredible and it's such a beautiful thing that we are able to kind of come to a place in our lives where we had enough self-realization, had enough to get off the couch and make that first step, which it's all about. And I think your story is beautiful. I think there's a lot of people who can relate to your story. And there's the, there's something about it that is especially inspiring because you're still in the middle of it. And we're able to kind of sit here as a fly on the wall and watch you grow in your journey and your DDPY uh, workouts and, and, and you're crushing it. And I think it's a pretty important and I think it's pretty special that – you know, in this day and age, we can all come together under a show like this or, or a message board or whatever have you and connect with each other with strangers and really just root for each other, cheer each other, and kind of watch each other's progress. And to see where you've come in, in that sort of time, to see where you could possibly go or where you're going to go, uh, that's inspiring me, and I'm sure it's inspiring a lot of people. I appreciate you uh, coming on here to really just kind of tell us a little story. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. But another thing I wanted to piggyback real quick on about the food is I didn't realize how much food impacted my mood and and the, my mentality state until I started going through this. And, you know, you go back to, you know, oh, maybe I can have a slice of pizza. And then you feel like crap and you're like, okay, now that's what DDP is talking about is, Put it, you know, you can't outwork a bad diet that he keeps saying, and it never really clicked that all the stuff that I've been eating for years has been contributing to my downfall, um, more than just the weight, but mentally uh, uh, forcing me to stay in that that comfort zone. Yep. And there's a quote uh, that I just heard recently is, if you keep running to your comfort zone, you'll stay there the rest of your life because there's yep. nothing that's going to force you out of it. Yeah, and I have, well down, I have a quote that's downstairs in the dungeon, and it says, whatever you do, you'll never be able to outrun your fork. That's true. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure all of us and anyone here who's had a weight problem has had that, that cycle of, oh, let's get pizza all excited, and then just the, regret, the second you finish that last bite, you stand up, and the regret and the sickness feels comes over you. And it's a guilt trip. It's it's like I, I, I we always liken food to addiction, but I it's what I feel like, you know, a heroin addict feels, like when they, you know, get high, and after that first high wears off, the, the misery and the regret and the sadness and the 
the shame and stuff comes over you. That's how I felt every time I, I'd knock out a whole, you know, pizza by myself on a Saturday night. It's it's a real, uh, it really is. It, it's a high while you're eating it, but man, the crash and the regret is is instantaneous. Yeah, and the depression yeah, and that I'm, comes with it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, it, so I have this little weird trick in the beginning when I started my DDPY journey. And the question always was, is this feeding my ego or is it feeding my body? Right. And actually on the bottom of my SmackDown goals on my fridge, I have it wrote really big in bold letters, is it worth it? And so yep. that was one thing that I used is when I put it on my mirror and when I got ready for work, I have it on the fridge and I have it on the microwave. And when I was craving food or something bad, I would have to re read that paper before I even opened up the fridge. I put it right by the handle where you have to look at it and it yeah. says plain as day. Is it worth it? And I 98% of the time I was like okay you know it's not it's not worth it or if I was so yeah. hungry I had to eat something. It made me think about the choices that I was when I did open that fridge what choices I was going to make when I, I fixed the what I was going to eat uh, instead of doing like something bad, doing a salad. And then I watched a video of DDP and I think it was a while back of him in a hotel room and he's fixing the big, a big yep. salad and saying that anytime he eats that he does a big salad. So I incorporated that into my daily stuff. So when I get done with my 48 hour fast, the first thing I eat is a big salad. And then I, um, so that's the very first thing I do is eat my salad, and then I think I wait about 30 minutes, and then I'm like, okay, what do I want for dinner? And then I fix it for the family, and it's you know, chicken, fish, whatever. Um, but then I'm not as hungry, uh, for one, and my portion size goes smaller. Uh, so that cuts down your calories. That cuts down on the, the bad stuff that you're eating. And um, so I just kind of incorporated that. So that's a pretty cool trick. I never really thought about it. And I I just applied it, and it's worked for me. So you know, People forget, awesome. too, you know, I, you always have those cravings. And, and, you know, when I go out to dinner and I eat all this garbage and pizzas and stuff like that, that's what I crave. But when I started cooking at home and eating healthier and eating, you know, making better choices and making stuff at home, I realized I'm actually eating better. I'm enjoying what I'm eating. This is a better meal than the garbage fried food I would have eaten. And when you're in that mindset, you don't think like that. But as I sit down to a piece of chicken and some, you know, rice and whatever have you, like a, like a nice meal, it's like I'm eating better at home, but I never would have craved this. It would never have suited my needs, you know, before dinner. Right. And that's the, another thing I will say that I took, took away from Justin Dobbins was celebrate your wins something that I would have never really thought about doing um, was celebrating each goal that you get uh, get completed, do something to reward yourself. And so what I did is I went to Amazon and made my own Amazon list of things uh, approved by my wife, of course, because she, she runs the money. But um, I put a list together, and when I crush a goal, I check something off that list and we get it. Um, and most of the time it might be like a T-shirt from the DDPY store or, 
you know, something of that sort, uh, new, you know, whatever it is, uh, something that I, something that funds me uh, or builds me up and kind of pushes me into this further, um, like, you know, getting weights or a new mat or, you know, what, whatever it may be, but using that to to push uh, on to the next and kind of feed the frenzy, so to speak, um, is something that I incorporated. I wanted to say on air to thank Justin for that because that really has helped. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it, it's it's great to be able to pull some stuff from people, and I know there's a lot of people that are going to listen to your stories and I pull a lot of stuff from you. But before we go, uh, we only have a couple more minutes here. I want you to be able to plug your YouTube page uh, or, you know, whatever social media or, or website you might have that people can check you out and, and follow your journey along with you. Yeah, it's called The Reawakening. It's the underscore reawakening. Um if you go on the DDP Yoga um, site or the Positively Unstoppable, I I post the link there quite often uh, when when they let you. Uh, but uh, there's quite a bit of reawakenings on there, so you have to search. But you'll see a it's like a teal uh, phoenix, and I chose that because I felt like uh, I was the phoenix coming out of ashes. And I was reawakened as a, an athlete, um, and that's kind of what mindset I've kind of put into this from the get-go is I wanted to be back to my old athletic self and and feel the way I did when you did those really big um, sets and squats and bench. And, and um, so, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that, the uh, – the uh, the YouTube channel has actually grown quite a bit um, from from when I started. I started with like three people, and it was like my wife, my son, and and myself. And uh, I'm up to like 60 or 62 uh, people. And uh, it was funny, like people from high school just happened to find me, and and uh, a friend from college that I went with that that lives in Northern Indiana found me, and it was. It's just kind of weird how uh, or unique that how it all just kind of pulled it together, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a blessing all the way around. Um, I've been able to share the mental ups, downs, and a lot of the the struggles, um, ins and outs of what what I've had to deal with, but also uh, highlight all that we've been able to achieve and in six months is still uh, hasn't really caught up to my brain that, you know, I've lost that amount of weight. Uh, until you catch yourself in the corner of your eye, get ready for work, and you, you see yourself, and you're like, who's, who's that? And I was actually talking to Dan, one of the positively uh, unstoppable guys the other day, and I caught myself getting ready for work, and I thought somebody had broken into my house. I didn't. I didn't even recognize it was myself. Uh, I just kind of caught awesome. a glimpse out of the side of my eye. So, uh, but yeah, I, I just say if, if you're listening to this and you haven't started, take that first step. Um, you know, start start in the chair, work your way up from that. If you can't do the chair, do the bed. Uh, but this this program's been amazing. The communities are amazing, and I've met so many good friends. Um, that are going to be lifelong friends 
and uh, we're already planning to storm the PC when we can. <laughs> hopefully, uh, my my final goal is to uh, someday get on the stage and meet DDP. And um, I know if I keep going, that's going to be a reality as well. So um, uh, just to keep on trucking. I love it. Yeah, I love that's such an amazing story. And uh, you know, you were, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think you're going to do some amazing things in in your community, in this community. Um, also, I, I got to say, I love Lexington, Kentucky. I, I interviewed for a, a job out there a few years ago for uh, the, the the top 40 station. Uh, I ended up not yeah. going just because you know my wife wasn't ready to leave yet. But uh, I think it was called um, 102 uh, Hot 102 or something. Um, but I yeah, love that. Absolutely. It's so beautiful out there. So, uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on, man, and, and I really want to have you back sometime. I want to have to come back and give you an update. Uh, I think you're, you're a cool you're a cool shit, man, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on, and I'm really excited to see where, where you take this. So thank you very much. No problem. I, I uh, will come back anytime. Oh, uh, that's absolutely. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to it. Crystal, wow, what a great story. Yeah. You, you, uh, you, you did you. your thing again. You keep bringing me quality stories to showcase here and I, and I and I love it because we're getting a lot of feedback on the on the Facebook page and, and you, know, the, you know you're really good about the Instagramming. I don't Instagram but I hear good things. Uh, um so yeah, it, it's awesome. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate you guys checking out the Facebook page, touching base with us, getting a lot of good feedback and, and you guys are really resonating with these stories and you're pulling people, uh, you know, things from people and, and being inspired from things. And, and it's just a really cool community we built here full of people inspiring people. So um, I appreciate that. But what I need from you right now is something only you can provide, Crystal, and that is the ending quote of the show. Something to blast me through yeah. next week. Katie's going to be gone until Sunday, so I'm here twiddling my thumbs, probably just, you know, with Garrett until Sunday. So, you know, that's a different story. Um, well, well, I need extra I need extra motivation so Garrett can survive the weekend with me as well. So I'm going to need something good. I found this one a little bit trippy. I really kind of had to think about this one for a bit, but it's totally true. So this week's quote, I have no idea where it came from. It was just on the dungeon wall, so here it is. Someone else doesn't have to lose in order for you to win. Yep, I love that. I love that. Really it's great. And that's, that's all about what we do here. It's all about what we do is we lift each other up. We don't try to push each other off the purse. There's enough room in the purse for all of us. And I love that. What a True. great quote. And uh, for uh, reference, the dungeon is her, her exercise studio. We we promised the law yep. enforcement agencies Crystal does not have writers, <laughs> quote writers, chained up in her basement, forcing them into labor 24 hours a day. So just want to clear that for there legal purposes. Crystal is totally not a Canadian serial killer. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I think that's an oxymoron, uh. right? <laughs> right? You can't be a Canadian serial killer. Uh, no well, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys so much. Great, uh, great episode. Great time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Thanks, uh, Crystal. We'll see you guys next week. Brand new episode of DVP Radio Live right here at DVPRadio.com. I'm going to go sit in the dark for a little while. Dark to here. We have no power. So <laughs> this should be interesting. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thank see you. Ya. 
kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh, the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Help, Crystal's got me changed into the dungeon.